1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without autopay pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Go for it. Call the fan at 877 337 6666 Powered by SuperBook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
2: And I hit it and I'm on it. Inside the one o'clock hour. Early in the morning on the fan. Keith McPherson taking you to 2 a.m. Salicott is next. This is the last hour I've got. I'd like to get to as many of your calls as possible. I have said enough. But I've set the table. Like there's plenty to talk about. Um I think I said earlier that Kayvon Thibodeau is. Like, my favorite Giant right now. I don't think I ever had a favorite Giant. I never was a Giants fan, never will be. But I just like the kid. Like, I just like the way he carries himself. And I think the media, they're doing too much. Like, even, you know, shout out to Trey Wingo. I have to hit up Trey Wingo. Trey Wingo, I saw, had this long tweet that picked up steam trying to talk about Jeff Saturday being a this-many-time pro bowler. And he snapped for Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers. You'll be lucky if you have his career. I don't think Kayvon was trying to disrespect Jeff Saturday like that, but I honestly think Kayvon was saying, "I don't know this man, so I don't care about his opinion on me, and I'm also not familiar with him as far as what he did on the field." So, like, what am I? What, like, what do you want me to say? Who's the police on who can do what and when to do it? We're still on this. I'm getting ready for the next game. Can we move on? Like, I came out and said, I hope he's okay. I meant nothing, like, malicious by it. I've told y'all, KT, he's for the cameras. And you know what's cool about a guy like that being for the cameras is he backs it up. Watch him play. He's not even the biggest dude, but he wrecks the game like he's talking about. Watch him play. He's only going to get better. This is his first year. He's only going to get better. The the Jets hit on this kid. He's going to be a star in New York. And he's going to be a good defensive end for them for years to come. I, I like Kayvon Thibodeau. I liked him before the Jets drafted him. So, Or Jets drafted him. Excuse me. The Giants. You know, we just mix up these teams. <laughs> I made a mistake of mixing up these teams when I said they're not making the playoffs. Giants are in. Giants are in. Let's go back to the phones. My guy Eli in Washington, Washingtonville back on the fan. Hey Q, what's going on? Listen,
3: according to my Giants. Uh, yeah, listen. Um, another fruit crazy uh, industry is your industry, where like you just uh, spoke about one of the guys that you know went at talk uh defended Jeff Saturday. But another thing is, like we just saw one a guy, Skip Bayless, get fired for a tweet, right? And wait, fine, you know the guy. You said we just saw
2: Skip Bayless get fired for a tweet.
3: Yeah, where he he was
2: insensitive, you know. Skip but, Bayless uh, got fired t- today? Did I miss that? Fleek's like, um, I didn't see that either. Uh, Skip Bayless was on the show today. What I saw from that was that... Well, got, I
3: don't know if he got fired here, but he got in trouble
2: for a tweet. Nah, he didn't well, get in uh, any trouble. You, How can Skip get in trouble? He was on his show back-to-back days. Skip missed the show today. Skip came on to try to do his monologue. And as soon as he mentioned the tweet from... Or Skip. Shannon came on the show today. Shannon missed the last um or the episode after Tuesday he came on today Wednesday and tried to open up and do his monologue and as soon as he mentioned Skip's tweet Skip got defensive and then you know that clip went viral of them arguing back and forth but Skip didn't Skip didn't get in any trouble there is like they didn't get fired so if anybody said that on Twitter or somewhere else they can't cancel Skip Skip has been doing this for a long time I was done with Skip when he said what he said about Dak and Dak's like mental health and and we know what Dak has dealt with but like you know, Skip Sayless, I, I can't wait till he retires. Uh, there's people out there talking about putting hits on him. If you saw uh, Matt Barnes' video, Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes basically says somebody's gonna, you know, put a hit on Skip this year. Yeah, but listen. All
4: right, at the end of the day,
3: the guy said, you know, something where he was, you know, it was an incentive thing, but he was actually talking about the game. And then at the end, he closed. He closed the tweet or the or his phrase with, "At this point." All of this is irrelevant because, of course, you know the, the Buffalo Bills player. You know that we all praying for is you know, that gets healthy. That's that's what matters. Everything else right now is irrelevant. Like he closed it off well, but now you have here uh, uh, this guy Brian Scott saying that he it was T Higgins' fault that he went helmet first into the guy's chest. Like I do uh, that that I don't understand. Like for me, that's ten times worse. When you come on national TV, you're a football player or ex-football
2: player and Brian say- Scott I'm I'm not even sure who Brian Scott is. Where did he say this? In
3: ESPN. Brian, Brian Scott? That-
2: yeah. Pirate. I'm on Yeah, I don't know, bro. Thanks for the call, Eli. I just you you you're losing me. Like I'm not sure like I don't think anything you said was fact- factual. I don't know who Brian Scott is. And Skip didn't get fired. And I don't care that Skip closed the tweet off with saying, oh, it all seems irrelevant now. Go listen to what Matt Barnes had to say. And if you're a Twitter head, like I'm a Twitter head, I've been on Twitter since they started in 2009, you know that when you start to type a tweet, it has the initial thought. And Skip Bayless has been on Twitter for long enough that he had to throw that last little bit to say, oh, this all seems irrelevant now after saying something insensitive. How are they going to postpone this game? There's so many implications. In that moment, no one should have been thinking about the game resuming when we didn't know if that young man was going to get up or not. So all the heat that Skip got was merited. And then he never deleted the, t- the, the tweet. And then he doubled down on it. Like, and then he dis- the way he disrespects Shannon Sharp, like Shannon Sharp could literally break him with one hand. Just like smack him in the face. Punch him one time. He'll never do that. But you could tell Uncle Shay Shea is close. And I don't think they're going to be working together for long because it's like Shannon Sharp goes on today to talk about how he saw his brother on the field temporarily paralyzed like that. That stuff is traumatic. Even me, I said, I was like, I've been on the field in practice and seen the ambulance come on. It is scary. One of your friends, one of your boys, you're like, wait, what do we do? You're helpless in that moment. So, like, there's just a level of stuff that some people don't understand that never strapped up and played. Skip never actually strapped up and played the game. You've got one of the greats, one of the best tight ends of all time, a Hall of Famer, and a great personality across from you trying to open up the show, trying to have a monologue, trying to speak for the first time, and people want to hear him speak after he took off the show the day before, Tuesday, after Monday Night Football, probably because he didn't want to look Skip in the face after what Skip said in the negative attention that he brought to the show. Man, Skip needs to hang it up. He needs to retire. He looks like the crib keeper. He's way past his days. I've been done with Skip Bayless. I don't rock with him. I don't even, I don't, I don't click on any undisputed tweets. I damn sure don't watch their show because I can't support that guy. And uh, I don't know who Brian Scott is, but anyone saying anything about T. Higgins being at fault is crazy. Oh, Bart Scott, obviously I know. Did Bart Scott say that? The, uh the, I don't I don't care. We, Bart Scott is in this market. Um, I didn't catch that. Okay, I see January third on ESPN. Bart Scott blamed Bengals wide receiver T Higgins for the incident with Demar Hamlin. Yeah, I don't even want to listen to this. Bart um, Bart has had some questionable things that he said in the past, but I spoke about it the night that it happened and I mentioned that there's all of these rules for defenseless receivers, but there is no rule for a receiver leading with his head. We've never seen a receiver ejected for leading with his head. We look at these receivers as defenseless players, and what they're taught to do is, you know, T. Higgins was coming across. He catches the ball on a crossing route probably like 15 yards deep, and when he feels like he needs to get north and south after running west, He just puts his foot in the ground. He covers up the ball. That's what you're taught. Cover up the ball as you go into traffic and then cover up. And part of covering up is to duck your head and shoulders. It's not like T. Higgins led with his head like a battering ram and trying to hit DeMar Hamlin. If you look at the play, he was going straight. DeMar was coming across him. And the way that he crossed him, hitting him up high, his chest was exposed. His head hit his chest. It's a fluke thing. It's a freak thing. I don't. I think that's crazy that Bart, an NFL player, maybe that's the defensive side of him, right? Maybe that's him playing defense, trying to take up for defensive players and trying to blame an offensive player. But that's out of pocket too. T. Higgins is probably messed up right now. Um, T. Higgins has probably got some type of guilt. T. Higgins is forever linked to DeMar Hamlin, and we don't know if DeMar Hamlin is ever going to be okay again. So I don't, I don't know about that, but let's talk about anything else, folks. I mean, if you're going to call, shout out to Eli. Eli has called a bunch of times. Your, your phone was kind of staticky, and you were just losing me, bro, from the um Skip Bayless got fired to not knowing the name of the person that allegedly said something. Like, we're on air. There's a bunch of people listening. Like, let's get the facts straight. I've got Google. I can try and figure some stuff out, but we don't want to mislead anyone. Skip Bayless has not been fired. Skip Bayless went so far as to say, no one at Fox was mad at me about the tweet. I think there were definitely some people looking for an explanation. But Skip doesn't do that. Skip is a merchant of controversy. He knows what he's doing. He he plays into it. And he knows he's protected. I could never get away with some of that stuff. You can never get away with that stuff. But Skip, Skip's been getting away with it for years. Anyway, it sucks because I'm a Cowboys fan, and Skip represents the Cowboys a lot. That's his team. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm good on him. I wish he would retire. Let's go to Dan and Westbury on the fan. What's up, Dan?
5: Keith, my guy, how you doing?
2: I'm great, man. How are you?
5: I'm good, man. I, I, I don't usually call in, but, you know, I the only person I've called into is you because you're a fellow Cowboys fan in New York, so I feel like I can kind of relate to you. Sure. Uh, I just I, I want a little clarification on what you're talking about when you say the Cowboys are frauds because, I mean, if This I might take longer into,
2: than I have left on this show. All right, I, don't, well, I, don't got, you, I don't
5: think we got enough I'll just lie. give you one note. I'll just give you one note, right? You say the Giants can make some noise in the playoffs. We beat them twice. So I don't know why you say we're fraudulent and we can't make it and and do something good. Dan, we're the Cowboys time. are
2: supposed to beat the Giants every time. The, I don't know the last time. the. I think the Giants have one win out of the last, like, eight or nine chances. It, it, it's 11. It's 11. More. It's been years, right? They have one win, I think, out of all of that time. And, uh. On paper, when you look at who's on the Dallas Cowboys and who's on the Giants, they should win. But what I'm talking about with the Dallas Cowboys being fraudulent, their expectations never match the results. This defense that everyone wrote home about is not as good as people think. They have injuries. Uh, They lost Anthony Brown at corner. They lost Leighton Vander Esch. You hope that he can play. Um, They haven't been getting to the, the quarterback the same way. They were, you know, Let's go to the offense. Dak Prescott. Dak is so frustrating. I've always rooted for Dak. I've always been in his corner. I've wanted to say he's an elite quarterback, but, man, turn the ball over, whether it bounces off a receiver or not. Like, those interceptions go under his ledger, man, and they they come at the most inopportune times. And I've seen him fold under pressure so much. How can I not expect that to happen again, no matter who they get? If they get Tom Brady and the Bucs, Tom Brady's undefeated against Dallas. Tom Brady and the Bucs have beat Dallas the last two seasons.
5: Let me let me just ask you one question before you cut me off. Uh, on our best day, we're playing lights out. Who beats
2: us? Um, Aaron Rodgers could beat them. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars could beat them. Like, on,
6: our
5: best, on our best day?
2: Yeah, on what you think is a best day, those were both games that they were up by two scores. Looked like a pretty good day.
5: Well, that's not our best day if we're letting up a lead of two scores. You know what I'm saying? There
2: is no best day because Mike McCarthy's going to mismanage a timeout, or uh, you know, there's going to be an interception from Dak, or they're going to give up a long touchdown, or somebody's going to get cooked like Kelvin Joseph or whoever they have out there at DB. I just don't trust them. I, I'm jaded. I've, I've got trauma. I've got PTSD I'm, from being a Dallas I'm right fan.
5: McCarthy for sure. So I just can't believe,
2: bro. But you believe. Thanks for the call, Dan. You Cowboys fans out there, don't listen to me. Go into the playoffs thinking, we them boys. (laughs) Go into the playoffs thinking, how about them Cowboys? And and get your heart broken. Even put a bet on it. I usually bet against them. I've cashed a lot of those bets. That's like a a Robert-itis, Robert's-itis, Evan Roberts move. I've bet against Dallas plenty of times when I just had a feeling, nah, they're not going to be able to pull this off. They're frauds. They're choke artists until proven otherwise. Do we have to go back to 96? Bruh, the Cowboys haven't even gotten to an NFC championship since then. And every year from the Romo era with Witten and DeMarco Murray to Dez and now to Zeke, and like they, they come up short. You know why? Because Jerry Jones is cursed. He made a deal with the devil. So the last Super Bowl he won is probably the last Super Bowl he'll ever win. I'll be damned if they win it this year. And don't get me wrong. if I, I'll be on air. If the Cowboys make a run to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, I will be so happy. I've been trapped as a Dallas Cowboys fan since I was four or five years old. I picked a team when they were winning Super Bowls. I did not even know where Dallas was when I said, Ma, get me that Cowboys hat. I'll take the Cowboys starter jacket. I like Emmett Smith. I like Troy Aikman. I like Michael Irvin. My brother's a Giants fan, rest in peace. He tried to make me a Giants fan. I wasn't going for it, sibling rivalry. And Christmas came in 2007, I bought him a Giants hat. The Giants go on to win in the playoffs, win the Super Bowl. 2011, I buy him a Giants hoodie for Christmas. They go on to win the Super Bowl. I said, I'm never buying you a piece of Giants merch ever again. (laughs) and I think they ran through the Cowboys. I know they ran. Yeah, they ran through the Cowboys both of those years. 2007, I watched it in Virginia at JMU, surrounded by Giants fans and Commanders fans, which were Redskins fans back then. And then 2011, I watched by myself because I just knew. I just knew. It was doomsday. So I'm a jaded fan, bro. I'm not one of these delusional Cowboys fans that every year is like, oh, you see Micah Parsons? Oh, Zeke, man. Jack, CD Lamb, this is our year. Like, I'm fool me. Can't fool me again. But don't you don't have to listen to me. Like, if if you think that they can't be bounced in the first round, like that's gonna be that's gonna be embarrassing, bros. If the Cowboys lose to this Bucks team with Tom Brady, and you know what the narrative is gonna be all week. Tom Brady undefeated against the Dallas Cowboys. Tom terrific. Pick 199, 47 years old. Still doing it. Don't end up in a game with Tom Brady where he has the ball late in the fourth quarter. Like, I don't even want to see that. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's just not a good situation. (laughs) It's not as great. And I tell people all the time, you know what? Being a Cowboys fan is cool on Sundays during the regular season. I have a lot of fun. The the Cowboys just put back-to-back 12-win seasons, something like that together. I have a lot of fun during the uh, regular season. And then they get to playoffs, and they disappoint, and they choke. They'll be favored, and they choke. They get into a a game like last year against the 49ers. They can't complete simple passes, move the chains. And you know what? The last thing I'll say before we go back to the calls is they are always, like, the most penalized team. They're undisciplined. Under Mike McCarthy, he's got some wins, but his clock management and his team being disciplined under him is not there. So wait for these teams to pop up. And if they get out of the first round – I think they might end up facing Tom Brady and then Aaron Rodgers. One, like They're going to lose to one of them. But let me be wrong. Let me let me uh, speak this into some type of reverse jinx. Because I've said on air as well, if there was any year for the Cowboys to get back to the Super Bowl and rep- represent the NFC, it's this year. It's this year. You got to go beat a rookie quarterback or... Uh, beat the Eagles, your your rivals who you did already beat. You know, they beat you with your backup. You beat them with their backup. Like, we'll see how it all shakes out. But I just, I don't believe. I'm I'm a fan of the team. I have a Cowboys hat that I wore in here today because that's loyalty, right? I, I stuck with the teams that I picked when I was a baby before I knew any better. But uh, I've watched this team and I've quit on this team as far as like not believing in them. I'll, I believe it when I see it. They haven't shown me this year that they are a complete team. They haven't shown me this year that they can rise to the occasion in the moments that it's time to win the game. They lost to the Packers in Green Bay. Fraudulent. Then they get all hyped up. They beat the Vikings by 40. And I'm telling everybody, the Vikings suck. I mean, the Vikings, their record is fool's gold. They've won those close games in the NFL that, like, I wouldn't be surprised next year if the Vikings are a 500 team. They were able to steal those one-score games this year. And then the Cowboys go on to, like, struggle against the Giants on Thanksgiving. But then they pulled it off uh, 28-20, but the Giants were in that game and there were some bogus penalties. Talk about NFL bogus. A lot of NFL bogus is how bogus the officiating is, and we all just watch it and accept it. Like, oh, yeah a legal man downfield or blocking downfield, took back a touchdown from the Giants. I'm like, that's criminal. <laughs> and then the Jaguars game, they lose that game in overtime. They were up like 27 to 10. Don't believe the hype, man. Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones don't deserve to win another Super Bowl. And I've said for years, they're not winning another thing until uh, until he's out of there. And he's never going to be out of there, right? Talk about the Maris and hiring football people, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones of Family Business. They're the GMs. We'll see what happens. I I would love for the Cowboys to win a Super Bowl. I will will parade around and say I was dead wrong, but I'm happy we won. I just don't believe it, though. I wouldn't put a dollar on it. Keeping the line moving. Dave, on the turnpike, still driving? Hey, what's going on, Keith? What's going on?
7: Hey, uh, um, I was... uh... Last couple, you know, three weeks ago you were talking about, and you mentioned it before, how you, know, you were saying the Giants and Jets aren't going to make the playoffs. And if they do, they'll be one and done. And, you know, I, I called because I wanted to I wanted to goof on you about it. But it, it's not about what you said. I think it's just goes to show you how quick things change in the NFL.
2: Absolutely. They got off the mat. They, I'm telling you, they earned my respect. This coaching no, staff. They didn't, they didn't win a game. And then when they tied that game that they needed to win against the Commanders and then got blown out by the Eagles, I'm like, this is a dead team walking.
7: Oh, absolutely. That was the worst two games they played all year. And you're looking at them. And, and like I said, you know, I was going to be like, oh, man, three weeks ago you were talking. But you know what? That's just – it's not about what you said. It's about – that's just how And that's something I came. said, too.
2: When I first came on air and, and yep. uh, they beat – the commanders on Sunday night football. I enjoyed watching that game and I said, you know what? Any given Sunday, it's it doesn't yeah. matter what I say, what any analysts say. No. Uh it doesn't matter if the whole uh Sunday night football cast picks the commanders and only Tony Tony Junji picks the Giants.
7: It's about what these guys do on the field. <laughs> on the field. And you know what Daniel Jones looking like looking at a top ten quarterback right now? It's, who saw that
2: coming? I no nobody, one predicted
7: that this year. Nobody saw that. And then what you were saying about if they had if they kept Joe Judge and then, you know, and kicked him to the curb after the next year, oh, how bad would that have been? Set him back another 10 years. Yeah, you know? no,
2: they had to make – it was a like life or death, do or die. I shouldn't yeah. use the term life or death. That's been used a no, lot. No, no, no. Um,
7: I hear what you're saying. But, yeah,
2: don't. it was like the Maris felt like – and he said uh, – Mar- John Maris came out and said something along the lines of, like, you know, we've been struggling the last few years and, like, I felt like I had to make a business decision to try and, like, change our fortunes. And they you hit. Know?
7: They hit on their picks. They absolutely did. You know what? Just a phenomenal job by him. Just realizing, you know what? Everyone's saying, you know, you, you need continuity. No, you get continuity when you get the right guy. And they got the right guy. So yes, now they Yes, he's coach of the year. He's coach of the year. And
2: now the rest of the league is looking at their coaches. And they're like, get out of here, Nathaniel Hackett. Get out of here, yeah. Matt Rule. Get out of here, Frank Wright. Because they're like, this guy came in with nothing on the roster. Yep. Yeah. And made something yep. out of it, turned the team into a playoff team. They were team.
7: in, and you know, it's funny, and Lori Rubinson said it um, before the season started. She said they were in, like, minus year one of a rebuild. Yeah, they, have, they were, no were in camp. cap hell. That's where they They were in cap hell. They didn't have a quarterback. You didn't know what, what your running back was going to be. And then the receiver, you know, they're... You know they're they're taught their second year. Kenny Galladay defense. sucked. Doesn't want to play. Kadarius Galladay. Tony was what insubordinate.
2: That's another thing. I was listening to Emmanuel Acho talk about how Day Bowl is coach of the year, and they were talking about the stones that this guy has. Right, he goes yep. forward in, in Tennessee, walk off win. We're not going to play overtime, and then a couple weeks yep. later, he's like, you know what, Kadarius Tony, get the f out of here. I'm trading you. And yep. To have yep. to have the balls to trade a, a first round pick. And then yeah. go on and win games and get to the playoffs without him. Excellent.
7: I, I loved it. Only you know, but I did wonder if it was his pick. Would he have done it? Would, did it make it a little easier because he wasn't his guy? You know that was they wouldn't was, have but, picked him. But he no, he would not have picked. That was the thing they would have had Mike Parsons when 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 Gettleman panicked and traded back and still took a wide receiver. It was like there was no reason to do that. Yeah, you know, it count, should have been Devonte Smith,
2: the Heisman Trophy winner. He's taken. Then you take the best player on the board.
7: Exactly. He panicked, didn't know what to do. Oh, let me trade back a little bit, and, and I'll get my thoughts together. It was all, it was like watching train, uh, draft day. I watched Which it. Kind of I was there.
2: laughing. I'm a Cowboys fan, I, I, and, I, I and they ended up with Michael Parsons. Back. I'm like, wow. I'm like, you
7: need players, man. What are you doing? Yeah. But uh, oh, and the only other thing I want to talk to you about, and uh, you know, and I realize this is probably going to get bad real quick, but. Uh, Big Clemson fan, big Browns fan. So You're you know, a Clemson I,
2: fan, Browns fan, so you got to be a Deshaun Watson fan. I am a
7: huge Deshaun Watson fan. I wish him no you know luck. What? I, tell I you hope he what, sucks. Though. i tell you what, though. My son, 11 years old, loves the Browns like I do. Does, he does not have a Deshaun Watson jersey. I won't buy him one. I won't put him in yeah, that spot. Yeah. One, you know? I, I don't have one. And it's kind of crazy how the
2: Browns fans have rolled up with jerseys that they have, like, messages on the back endorsing Deshaun Watson against those women.
7: You know know what? But I love Deshaun Watson was the best player in the national championship game two years in a row in college. Two years in a row he was the best player on the field, and it wasn't close. He is a phenomenal athlete. He is a phenomenal talent, and I love watching him play. Does he make it a little tougher to cheer for? You know yeah. what? I, I don't know what's going on. You know what? That, that that lawyer's a piece of garbage. He's an ambulance chaser that had to file motions numerous times to keep people from showing him for the billboards he was putting up trying to drum up business. The guy is terrible. Yeah, and, I'm sure, was, and I'm, uh, saying, I'm sure there was I'm sure there was
2: some foul play or some crooked moves to try and really bury this guy, but I, I just feel like uh you don't have that many accusations no. if you're not just.
7: No, uh, you, the guy's a—he's a creepy guy. I get that. You know what? I, I work with—I I work with a lot of guys. They're all creepy.
2: Yeah, most guys you are know? creepy. But, you if, you're but an NFL like if you're exactly. an NFL quarterback, bro, you can get it elsewhere. You don't have to be. Oh, you, can. you don't you have can. to put women in that position. I was raised no. by a woman. I have a little sister. I have a lot of respect for women. So when I Man. hear about a guy taking advantage like that, I'm like, that's not no, the kind of guy was, I can support. No,
7: it was tough. I don't want to be a part of that, but. I do, I, you know what, this is a guy, you know, when he got his first game check, donated it to two women that worked in the cafeteria, because they they got their homes destroyed by a hurricane that blew through there. You know, he's done so many nice things, and he's such an incredible talent. You want to cheer for him, you want to root for him, and when you hear something like that, it just, it takes so much away from it, and, I, and I, it makes it tough for me as a fan, you know, and... Well, that's your
2: quarterback for the next few years, and like I said, I wish him no luck, but he's a great talent. And, you know, once he gets his rhythm back, like I saw LeBron yeah. endorsing him, like, like yeah, that boy's getting his rhythm back, like rooting for the Browns. Yeah. I'm like, come on, Bron, Bron. Uh, he's from Akron. He's going to do that.
7: You know, the thing is, he wins on Saturday. He's going to be 4-2, and two, and that team went 4-7 and seven without him.
2: Yeah, and they're going to gear up so, for next year and get them some some more weapons. And uh, I'm sure you know, I'm sure the Browns will be. Uh, they've got talent. I'm sure they'll be I'm in the just, mix.
7: I'm getting aggravated listening listening to people talk about how great Baker Mayfield is and the Browns deserve it. Baker Mayfield's terrible, and he's always going to be terrible. He had two future Hall of Fame wide receivers, that neither one of them are going to make the Hall of Fame now because he ruined their career for four years. Yeah. Jarvis Landry, you look at his career, his four years in, in Miami, was putting up unbelievable Jerry numbers. Jerry Rice. And Jarvis Landry, <laughs> you know, awful. The fact that and because he played you know, 24, 28 in one game, yeah, 17 of them, the tight ends and running backs, within five yards of the line of scrimmage. The guy's awful. And he's a terrible person getting hummers behind a uh, cheesecake factory, you know, three weeks after he's married. You know, everyone's like, oh, but you got watching of- Oh, because Baker Mayfield was so much better.
2: <laughs> i never heard that Baker Mayfield story. Oh, uh,
7: see, be a Browns fan, man. It's terrible. It's, I tell you what, it's, a, it's, the, uh, it's my scarlet letter that I'm carrying around with me.
2: Hey, you know, well, thank you we'll for be- the call, Dave Johnson, man. The best, bro. Appreciate man, take it.
7: Take care. All right.
2: Baker Mayfield behind the factory, the Cheesecake Factory? What? Uh, a Humvee? Yikes. <laughs> Loopy on a late night. Keith McPherson on the fan. I got to break it down, folks. Stay with me. I'll be right back.
8: Selling a little or a lot? <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher Online Shop stage...
1: Your official station to talk Yankees The Fan 101.9 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app Download it today
2: Oh yeah Right back at it We gotta wrap this one up in the next 20 minutes or so Anything goes Loopy on a late night Keith McPherson's late-night sports desk. You never know where we're going to go. Baker Mayfield, Cheesecake Factory, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's got fans. He's got supporters. I guess I'm being hard on him. No. You can feel how you want to feel. The NFL is bogus. We know that. Let's see how many calls we can get in in this next 20 minutes.
4: Hmm.
9: What's up, Gene and Sicock welcome back. Hey, how are you, Keith? I'm good. How are you?: uh, Pretty good. Listen. I hear a lot about you, um, and you know, like, like last week, I know you I heard one well, of you well, Where what,
2: what do you mean you heard a lot about me From, from what who? you said?
9: from what you said that you were, you were a social media guy before you started with WSAN.: <laughs> Yes, And so I kind of I think you're kind of like an expert. I think you did social media work. Yep, I He's worked at MTV
2: from 2015 to 2017. I worked at FUBO yeah. TV 2017 to 2018. I worked at Rock mm-hmm. Nation from so you know. 2018 and not so really an that long. And then I worked with John Boy and John Boy Media, and I helped them build that empire from the ground up when uh, they came to New York. So I got a little bit of experience in the social media digital marketing realm, yes.
9: So let me ask you this then. I heard a few weeks, a couple of weeks ago, right before Christmas, that it's now possible, and you're the right guy to talk to, because I think you're an expert. I heard it was possible to now find out who's visited your Twitter page the most. And I said to myself, Keith would know this. Because <laughs> I went on Google, and I can't find this. I say They say it can't be done. Do you know how to do this? Maybe you could give us, people in the audience, how to do it. You, you would know. Is it possible to do this? Because I can't find who's... I mean, my my Twitter is just for music. It's not for sports, but... So I, I can't tell who's visited my page. Do you you know how that works?
2: We had some fun with this and what is um that? <laughs> the thing is I saw someone tag me right in uh and and said that I looked at their page. It was someone that I wasn't even following, never knew, but I just was like, sure, whatever. It's probably buried so far on my Twitter now, but I thought it was funny because the number one person that came up in my list was Craig Carton. And I used to joke with Craig, I'm like do you have post notifications on for me? Because there's sometimes you'll be on air and I'll just tweet something out or I've I tweet something out earlier in the day. And like, you know, I feel like you'll bring that in the show. And I'm like, hey, that was something that I brought to the forefront earlier, you know, messing with Craig. Craig is a man. And uh, you know, they brought that into the show and then they started looking at everyone's. And what I'll say is it's not valid. Um, I, I think it's some type of algorithm that they try and figure out like who you're connected to. And you know who could potentially be looking at your page the most. But uh, I, I don't remember the website. it's it's uh, it's probably buried so far in.
9: Oh, so this is not like a Twitter uh, like no, it's not a Twitter thing. It's or, an independent
2: uh, website that oh, like, I figured that. I think you can put in anyone's something. Twitter. you can put in anyone's um, <laughs> yeah. Twitter and and find it. Let me see if I type in Craig Carton live. I think that's Craig's Twitter account. Yes. Okay. So I found it. The, um, the website is, uh, toasted.com, but it's spelled toasted with two E's. And, uh, on there, you can go to who checks out your Twitter profile the most. They ask what's the username, take the test. I think it was just a really just a way for them to get clicks because they've got a bunch of like ads and articles on that page. I don't think it's valid at all, but it was a good gag for Twitter and they brought it really? to... uh um, so
9: no longer around, huh?
2: No, but I mean, I, I don't know. Let me try it. I, I I just found the tweet. I just went back and searched my... So what is it, like
9: T-O-S-T-E-E-D?
2: Yes, toasty.com. Oh, wow. um, and uh, it had Craig Carton as my number one. If it didn't have Craig as my number one, I probably wouldn't have shared it, but I thought it was funny because I did, I did ask Craig. I'm like, do you have post notifications on? He's like, no, I just see your tweets. I follow you. Your stuff comes up.
9: That's crazy. Yeah, well, like I said, I went on Google, and uh, you know, I don't I don't use Twitter for for uh, sports. My 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 social media is strictly music. But um, uh, getting back to just I want to say a couple of things about the Cowboys. You know, we're both Cowboy fans. You know, their defense just gives up so many big plays, a lot of penalties, and it seems like every game they give up about three or four big games. And I, I totally agree with you with Dak Prescott. You know. I don't think he's a top-ten quarterback. You know, he throws a lot of bad balls. He's frustrating. Yards, inaccurate. He's frustrating. Bonehead bone plays, cannot trust him. Do you remember- <coughs> He, he
2: knows, knows what he's doing,
9: and well, he knows how to read the a defense, off. and he's got weapons, yeah. and you can get him the ball. But when remember- he tries to
2: force it or he tries to, like,
9: yeah. it just goes
2: wrong too much. You know,
9: if you look at the last game from last year, the playoff game with the 49ers was like 12 seconds left. And there's nobody open. He goes downfield. And instead of throwing a ball out of bounds, I mean, he tries to run. No, nah, he was in the twilight really zone quick. in that game. He was I mean, a deer in headlights in that both. game. See, that's what I'm saying. Both I hated, that game. Like that, I hated I that game. I hated that game.
2: There was so much that he left <clears throat> on the yeah. table. He left so much meat on the bone. I'm like, this yeah. guy, come on, Dak. You got the big contract. It's your first year after the big contract. We get a home playoff game. And, uh, you know, the 49ers were beatable. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have a good
5: game. Yeah, this year
9: they're good, though. This year they're legit, the 49ers. (laughs) They actually have a better quarterback (laughs) than Jimmy Yeah, excuse me. You know, Keith, uh, and and you know what? I do feel, I'm I'm like you. I look at the Cowboys fan, but you know what? I see them, the four plays the five, I see them losing to the Buccaneers. And, and and you know what? You you and I are both Cowboy fans and we're able to just be, you know, detached ourselves. Look at it. they're not gonna beat the Buccaneers. They're not gonna beat the They Tom should. Brady. You know I'm that. not gonna say that they I know won't they but, should, like, but you the know the NFL not. is
2: bogus. The refs are gonna be trying to help Tom Brady. You can't lay a finger on him. He knows how to dissect the defense. They haven't
9: been rushing the passer the same. If he gets a little bit of time, who's gonna cover Mike Evans? Yeah. Well listen, one last thing, Keith, you know how to reach me on the social media. You're in Jersey City, I am Reach out to me. I'll yeah, what's you your handle? Because I'll add will... you.
2: I'll add you um, to where that uh, link is. What's your handle? If you don't mind saying it on air. I mean... What with the Twitter?
9: Yeah, at Gene. It's G E N E S A L A T I. That's my handle on Twitter. But you can reach out to me, instant message or whatever, and we'll get to get it for. I'll buy you a drink, dinner in Jersey City. I could. You don't have to do I can give you a tour of Jersey City. You know? I can
2: give you a tour of downtown Jersey City. <laughs> I've been there for a while. That's yeah, when, I was, when I
9: remember downtown Jersey City, it wasn't like it was now. It no, was I all, know. It was different. It was all railroad yards.
2: Yeah, my um, was, my uh, wife's family grew up in, in Jersey City. In yeah, Jersey it was City. all
9: factories. And, um, um, but, I mean, you can always reach out to me if you're ever in Jersey well, You live in Jersey City, but uh, we'll meet up for a drink, talk some sports, buy your dinner. And um, a real pleasure to to, to, uh, to talk to you and to hear your stuff. Sounds good, and, Gene. Uh, Thanks mostly for with the again. Cowboys, but I, I, I also want to talk about the Devils later on. And yeah, you big know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Brooklyn Mets fan and the New York Mets, but um, you know, all the best to you and Happy New Year.
2: Happy New Year, Gene. Uh, I, w- I would have been down to get a drink, but you added the Mets in there, so deals off. Sorry, buddy. No, I'm playing with you. <laughs> Keeping the line moving. Down in Cape May. Rob, welcome back.
4: Hey, Keith. How you doing?
2: I'm good, man. Wrapping up the show, trying to get these calls in, connect with more fans, and just keep the line moving.
4: Great. Um, I wanted to talk about the Nets. I had a question. Who yeah. do you think they could get as a big man to help out Claxton? You know, I, I kind of
2: through this win streak. They won for a month, and they started to convince me that, hey, maybe they're fine with Clax and Ben Simmons, but they're not right? Vucevic, who has given the Nets trouble, I think, every time from when he was on the Magic to the Bulls, you know, like, that's a that's a good big man. We're not going to get him. But when you see them against a Vuce, a Vucevic, it's like, maybe they're going to need someone down the stretch when they run into Giannis, when they run into Embiid, when they run into uh, Robert Williams. Like, I, I don't know, though. I don't know. I, I, you know, a lot of people ask me for, you know, in talking Nets, Uh, People have asked me in regular conversations, who's the big they should get? John Collins, Jaco Poto. I'm like, I don't know. The Nets know. Sean Marks has to know. Who is going to gel and mesh with this system and this team? Jacques Vaughn knows. And my hope is that they are able to get that piece because I think that is what will put them over the top and make them a championship team, an actual big that can, like, block shots, get rebounds, and dominate the paint. Nick Claxton has been great. This is probably the best year we've seen from Nick Claxton. Ben Simmons hasn't been great, but he's been serviceable. He's been good enough. But when we get into the playoffs, neither one of them can shoot foul shots. That's going to be trouble. So get me a big man that can knock down his foul shots. And I don't know who that is.
4: Yeah, big, strong guy that can get some rebounds. Uh, Speaking of Claxton, he's big time now. He really grew into his own with uh, block shots. Uh, His offenses. He cut his locks. Uh, He was
2: Goldilocks. (laughs) He had the long gold hair and uh, yeah, he, he cut his locks that. because last year was rough for the boy. He he had he had covid, he had some other kind of flu, he missed time, he was out of shape, he couldn't run up and down the court. And then when we get to the playoffs, he can't make free throws and it it ended up costing the nets. So he cut his hair and he locked in and uh we've seen a better version of him, but I think he needs some help. He 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 needs another big man that can uh, you know, spell him, give us some some solid minutes um I would love to get, like, a Mitchell Robinson. They're not going to. But they need another big that can rebound, block shots, play defense, and uh, help KD, Kyrie, and these other guys get open looks.
4: Yeah, absolutely. That could be the final piece. And uh, one one question on the Yankees. Um, is it set in stone that Donaldson's going to be the third baseman, or maybe they Man, can give nothing is set. a shot?
2: Nothing is set in, in, in stone. Uh, Brian Sabian came in, and he's trying to help Brian Cashman figure out what to do with Josh Donaldson. <laughs> There's no need thought- for Josh Donaldson on this team. I don't know why they traded for him last year. They thought, Brian thought, that he was going to be uh, some version of 2016 Josh Donaldson. He was nowhere near that. I'll never get over Brian Cashman being interviewed and saying, you know, Joe you know, O'Shaw was great for us. He was a great player, but he he's no Josh Donaldson. Yeah, he had a better season than Josh Donaldson the first season outside of Yankee Stadium in Minnesota. Josh Donaldson was whack.
4: He is whack. I don't like his personality either. But how about trying IKF at third with the contact hitting. um, He did win the gold glove. They could stick him at the bottom of the lineup. Uh, They need kind of like contact hitter speed guys. So what do you think about that?
2: Yeah, IKF won a gold glove at third, and I think there's less pressure on him playing third. He'll have less Uh, balls hit at him that he'll have to deal with. And uh, also, DJ can play third. If DJ is healthy, DJ can play third. DJ can uh, possibly be the starter at third. If Glaber's going to be the everyday second baseman, I don't know. Nothing is set in stone. We've got something like 40 days until pitchers and catchers report. It is on the way. They're working on it. And I love that they added another voice in the room, a senior voice in a room, a guy older than Brian Cashman, I believe, that can say, hey, man, maybe we should do this, or maybe we should call this guy. Like Sabian probably has some relationships with some other GMs and some other people that Brian Cashman doesn't have, so we always talk about Cashman wheeling and dealing. Maybe he's got another guy to to, to help him make some moves and deals, and I don't know. I would love to see them be able to trade Hicks and Donaldson, but I think it's either one or the other or none at all.
4: Okay, yeah, hopefully it'll be neither one. But uh, have a good night, Keith. you got a great show as always. Take care.
2: Thanks for the call, Rob. Hopefully it will be both, not neither one. Like We don't want to see another Josh Donaldson at bat. We don't want to see another Aaron Hicks at bat. I've seen too many. Pull my hair out. Claxton cut his locks. I have to pull my locks out one by one watching Josh Donaldson look at pitches in the middle of the plate. Literally pull my hair out watching Aaron Hicks come up with two on two outs, and strike out or pop up in foul territory. (laughs) My guy Jimmy in Jersey City knows what I'm talking about with those Yanks. He doesn't believe in DJ, though. No, I
10: don't. I don't believe in that (laughs) You're not
2: even considering him as a third base or second base option.
10: And to that guy who said Jarvis Landry would have been a Hall of Famer, he wouldn't have been a Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, nah, just, he fan. just started off
2: on a Jerry Rice pace, but hey,
10: Keith, you know injuries. I love you, bro. I got to come at you at a couple of things. Okay, couple. okay. Uh, one, you got to stay off of that that energy drink because it makes you you see a lot of blunders every night. And I got to clean you up on where we you clean yourself up on the on the Thibodeau thing. Where the same place with the Jets, Jets, Jets. When it was the Giants, you no, I clean that
2: up. up. I cleaned that up at the end. I said, <clears throat> I said excuse me.
10: I said uh, ben, the judge drafted ben, him. Ben. I cleaned
2: it up. instead said the Giants, but I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. It's late.
10: Then I caught you saying that uh, Jalen Brunson led the NBA in points tonight. Got to remember, my boy KD led the league NBA in points tonight, not, not Brunson.
2: That's right. He had 44. Ben, Brunson yeah, had 38. Correct. I was trying to pump these Knicks fans up, <laughs> looking at the leading scores.
10: Now my last thing, is I you know I think you're a great guy, great kid, younger than me. Like I said, when you say that guy about uh, Matt Barnes,
2: yeah, what about him?
10: I, I, that really hit hard with me. I, I, I didn't appreciate that, that this guy's saying, and you shouldn't even be putting it across the air, that he's saying put a hit on somebody. You, you understand what hit means, right, Keith? I understand what it means, but he said it. That means taking somebody, but you shouldn't even put that on the air. Cause, cause it's that, that, it's that, on that the Internet. People,
2: it's got three three 300,000 views on the Internet.
10: Yeah, but it shouldn't even be, because that's, that's talking about killing somebody. That's not even cool. That's not even funny. Like, that's... You know, from someone saying something on, on a tweet or someone saying he should be taken out, that's that's pretty that's pretty sad. But uh, And I don't want you to get caught up in things like that because you're, you're running a good radio show there. And so try not to pass along any of those things, those clowns say from uh, the NBA or football. Just be, be, be Keith, the guy that you started out as. Don't follow those, those guys because it's only going to get you in trouble, Keith. And if a guy like me, a smart intellectual guy picked up on that, like, I don't know why he's going to put that on the air because that's – you know, that's talking about hurting somebody. That's not cool. So uh, that's all I wanted to say to you. Just be careful with that stuff. And uh, I'll talk to you uh, tomorrow.
2: Good looking out, Jimmy. Thanks all for right. the call. But I'll say again, Matt Barnes put it out there. And he might not even use the term put a hit on Stephen A. Smith. I'll have to go back and watch the video. But he basically said that there were players in the NBA that wanted to F Stephen, uh, Stephen A. Smith. It's late. <laughs> uh, Skip Bayless. They wanted to F him up, not F him. Wow, it's late. Matt Barnes, if you guys know Matt Barnes from All the Smoke podcast, NBA player, he played for the Kings. Famously, uh, Kobe pump-faked the ball at him and he didn't flinch. He was talking about Skip. And uh, there are a lot of people that don't like Skip Bayless. And there are a lot of people that do want to do harm to him. I don't feel any type of way relaying a message that's been seen 300,000 times on Twitter, probably beyond... um, it just is what it is. Skip violates people. He's spoken about a lot of people in negative ways, and it's like his job is untouchable. His seat is untouchable. I don't I don't got any love for the guy. I don't care for him at all. And uh, there are way worse things said about him on Twitter than I can relay to you on radio, but I will take Jimmy's advice and try and stay away from stuff like that. I'm a positive energy guy. I'm not on anything like that. I don't want anybody to be hurt. I don't want anything to happen to anyone. So if something did happen... And, uh, you know, we talked about it. I feel terrible. But that's the type of energy that was put out there, right? Skip Bayless just shoots off tweets and things on TV like he's untouchable. And uh, it's been a few years now. There's athletes and people out there that, you know, they want to put an end to the guy. As far as him talking on TV and him uh, talking reckless, they feel like he needs to be checked. So I'm just the messenger, just the host. I don't care about Skip Bayless. I never see the guy. Last call goes to Bobby and Bayonne. You got it. Keith,
6: what's going on, man?
2: <sighs> about to be 2 a.m., about to drive home and pass out. You know, it's been a long one. It's been a long week from Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday and now Thursday. But we're getting to the weekend.
6: <laughs> Listen, I, I appreciate you uh, hitting me on here. I, I, I don't want to, like, out any people. but We actually know a lot of uh, mutual people. From shore, uh, from down the Jersey Shore, I'll say Steven, and I won't say anything else. So we actually know a lot of uh, common people, but anyway, Steven. I love that you call. Just give me Steven's yeah. last
2: name, letter. I'm like, I probably know ten S- Stevens.
6: S S.
2: And he went to he went to Shore Regional.
6: Yeah, man. Yeah, I used to work with him.
2: Yeah, it's not clicking for me, but I'm sure I know. I'm sure I
6: know. You definitely do. Trust me. Uh, anyway dude I love that you called out uh, you know skip before your producer like hit me on to it like that just ticked me off so much and even like sha response today but oh it, it's a tough it's a tough uh, thing anyway but yeah it's crazy uh, bro
2: you can't do anything out here without being cancelled right you can't post links yeah, you can't give your opinion yeah. you can't Are speak you? out against anything without being yeah. destroyed but skip Bayless has done this probably 15 times over the course of his career has said something very offensive. He offended Troy Aikman. I think he uh, insinuated that Troy Aikman was homosexual. He uh, came at Dak and called Dak weak when Dak was going through what he was going through. And now he's talking about this
3: situation
2: like enough is enough, honestly.
6: Yeah, and and again, I I know you got to get through a few more calls, but I'll say this. You know, number one, like, you know, I just loved again, that, you know, To that perfect example, you know, you reiterated what Matt Barnes said. And then, of course, you have one person that calls you up thinking, like, it's you saying that, which is ridiculous. So that just proves that even more. Number two, great win for the Devils tonight. um, uh, Hopefully they get a little more healthier. And number three, this is not subduing the the injury uh, to to the safety for the Buffalo Bills, but, you know, the same time that happened, you know, Rutgers basketball took off Purdue yeah. again the second year in a row. And, like, I'm listening to all the podcasts today, and they're saying, like, oh, nationally it was such a subdued thing. And it just sucked that stinks. that, you know, it was the same time as that horrific thing, and I recognize that. But, you know, listen, WFN, Homer Rutgers basketball, Jerry Rucko. You know, let's go Rutgers. Let's yeah, go. New they did Jersey. spend some time on you it know? on
2: the fan because of Wreck. I did hear Rex call. Rex spoke on it. Carton and Roberts played the call. And uh, shout out to yeah. Rutgers, man. I used to party over there. I had plenty of good nights over there in New Brunswick. And yeah. uh, that was New a Jersey. big win. Yeah, that was a big win. Yeah, they New have Jersey's Purdue's course, number. Man. They have Purdue's number.
6: Yes, sir. All right, man. Good night. I'll uh, I'll, I'll message you on Twitter tomorrow. That guy that uh, we actually, literally, we both know. So, I'll uh, message you, and
2: uh, we'll talk, man. Cool. Thanks for the call, Bobby. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Steven S.? I have to think about that one. That's one of those ones that'll click, like, randomly tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock. But like, oh, yeah. Steve. Steve Summers. I know, Steve. <laughs> All right. Uh, wrapping things up, man. I think we talked about a lot from the NBA to the NFL to the NHL. I did my best to be 100% accurate and on point and not make a mistake in my words, but I'm a human being. And uh, I'm up late till 4 o'clock in the morning and up at nine, ten in the morning. and Got to drink energy drinks to stay up so that I can rock the show. Thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for calling up. Uh, Sal is coming up next. Shout out to Sal. Sal's daughter is... Beautiful. I just saw on his uh, Instagram. I never. I think I never really looked at. Got a, You know. Never saw his his child. I'm like, wow, Sal. How do you even leave to go to work so much? How do you leave your baby? She's got beautiful eyes. I'm, I'd be stuck at home. <laughs> I'd be like, nah, I'm not. I'm not leaving my kid. So shout out to Sal. He's coming up next and uh, up next. And shout out to you guys for listening and rocking. I got to try and get some sleep. It's been a long week with uh, heavy hearts and a lot of emotion and a lot of thoughts. and Thoughts and prayers go out to DeMar Hamlin still. We're hoping that young man recovers and we get some good news today, Thursday on it. I'll be back at 7 p.m., a 5-hour K.M. to A.M. I'll at me then.